Blog Talk Radio. Welcome again to the radio show that has been rocking the internet waves all year long. BCI Radio, the online radio home of BC Interruption, your SB Nation affiliate of your Boston College Eagles. Welcome everybody as we return to the airwaves after about a month or so off uh, off the dial. We are back. My name is Dan Rubin and we have a very special show for you tonight kicking off the spring season of coverage we're heading into a very very special time of the year on the heights the spring practice season is picking up for football which will culminate next month with the jay mcgillis spring game the octo finals with the first round of hockey east's new playoff format is getting started with seeds five through twelve taking on each other this weekend followed by the one through four bye weeks with the highest remaining seeds or with the remaining seeds next weekend of which Boston College will be a part of. And the ACC tournament for basketball getting started with next week as the season wraps up this weekend, Boston College taking on Wake Forest in the final game of the basketball regular season. As well, baseball season getting kicked up. The Boston College Eagles narrowly losing one nothing to the Boston Red Sox this afternoon in the 25th annual exhibition game between the two teams down in Fort Myers at JetBlue South at uh, or JetBlue Park at Fenway South. Women's lacrosse number 3 in the nation, women's hockey number 1 in the nation, women's basketball getting it done. There is a lot of sports going on at the Heights and we will be able to discuss all of that as the spring rolls on. 646-200-0446 is our call-in number if you're a first-time listener or if you're a long-time listener and you'd like to call in and deliver us some very piping hot sports takes uh, here tonight. We do have a show that is uh, more or less going to be driven by everything off the field uh, tonight as opposed to uh, discussing all the successes on the field, as opposed to discussing all of the different uh position changes in football or or who's playing where or who is doing what with a new offensive coordinator or basketball if they can get hot into the ACC tournament and make a little bit of noise or even with hockey if they're prepared to make a national tournament run which a couple months ago seemed like it might be out of reach or out of the ordinary we are not going to be primarily talking about all that stuff tonight although uh, if you'd like to discuss it by all means give us a call Uh, what we're going to be talking about tonight is Brad Bates everybody's favorite linchpin everybody's favorite punching bag or everybody's favorite hero up at Boston College this Saturday before the Boston College Wake Forest uh, basketball game Brad Bates will host his second Boston College football town hall meeting. Uh, 
it will be a meeting that was originally moved uh, for, that was originally scheduled for Walsh Hall. Instead, it's been moved to the Power Gym because it's sold out so quickly. And it's an opportunity for Bates to meet with season ticket holders of football to a, in, a, in a town hall style meeting to share their experiences at Boston College, their past experiences, what they would like for the future so that Bates can then go back to his staff and with his marketing crew, uh, make some changes and start implementing some changes on a new plan for uh, for Boston College football and Boston College athletics across the board. It, it might not be, uh, you know, his changes in, in his initiatives might not be restricted to just football. The first town hall meeting was back in 2013. Uh, Brad Bates in a statement said that he had learned a great deal from the fans and that based on their feedback. Uh, There was an upgrade to the video boards. There was an upgrade to the sound system, fireworks, hospitality tent, concession options, homecoming was brought back. And and the overall game day experience, in his eyes, improved, uh, at least based on feedback that he got. He took that feedback, went back, and installed new initiatives. His goal is now two years in the books. What is the next step for Boston College football? To a fan, when I say the next step, is it the next step on the field? Is it the next step off the field? Well, there's been a lot of controversy this year off the field. Following BC's loss in the pinstripe bowl to Penn State, uh, which of course uh, was something that I'm sure we'll talk to talk about as the spring rolls on and we'll talk about it again in the fall. But if you're if you're a Boston College sports fan, if you're a Boston College football fan in particular, what exactly was it about the season? or this offseason that has you riled up, that makes you want to see some changes. Now, there's a lot of things that we can change, and there's a lot of things that we can't change. Right off the bat, I'm going to tell you that some of the things that I am not going to discuss tonight, I am not going to discuss the schedule. I am not going to talk about Power 5 versus two FCS opponents versus a non-Power 5 schedule. That is not what this is about. This is not about improving the opponent's schedule because that's something that, as fans, we can only request so far. Brad Bates, in terms of what we learned with research that was done and and that we've published on our website, can only take things so far in terms of scheduling. Uh, With New Mexico State turning into Howard, there were a number of factors at play. We are not going to discuss that. I am not going to discuss that. And honestly, I'm not being an apologist i i'm not it's just been talked out we we've explained what happened if you feel that howard is unacceptable based on the circumstances which we hope you actually read in uh in in blogfather brian favaz column then you know then you're never going to be pleased unless they're playing texas alabama and florida um however on the flip side of it if you're read it and you're okay with it then like me you're talked out and you're done talking about it That's number one. Number two is there are also huge things that Boston College may not be able to control within its own parameters. Uh, Boston College can only control so much to way of tailgating. We've talked out that BC needs to do something to fix tailgating, that they need to fix the hours, that they need to fix where – that they need to fix the fact that the BPD and security guys are a bunch of jerks. We have talked through that. So I am not going to talk about tailgating unless 
we have an actual solution. If your solution is just, we'll extend the hours. That's not a solution. That's not a realistic solution. If your problem is that Shea Fields tailgating was a complete disaster, then, you know, chime in. What would you do to fix it? What is the problem with Shea Field? What is the problem with the rest of campus? What's the problem with the students? What is your initiative to change this? What are the things, <clears throat> excuse me, that you would bring forward if you were sitting in that meeting with Brad Bates? Rather than just complaining, what would you change? How would you change it? That's what our goal is tonight. We're going to talk about it. Give us a call, 64, actually, give me a call, 646 200 446. Let's dive right into it, shall we? One of the things that I know I, I have talked about at length, and one of the things that I've worked in, and one of the things that I have really taken under, under my kind of perception of Boston College and of other athletic departments across the nation is the concept of sports marketing. Um, I have implemented marketing schemes on a personal level with several different sports, ranging from baseball to football to, to different aspects, whether or not that's a game intro, whether or not that's a way to get the players uh, more active, whether or not that's more of a way of, uh, of interaction with the fans. There are different aspects of sports that range from high school to pro that you can implement to make things work. During the football season, we talked about it at length, and we talked about the fact that Boston College had done a very good job to this point. Um, we've played here with, with the way that they've posted on YouTube or the way that they posted on Facebook to really blitz you with the, with the holiday theme, with the super fans theme, really got you out to uh, the uh, Boston College Bowl game with the way they did those each day, seven days, six days, six days to pinstripe, five days to pinstripe, four days to pinstripe. Each day they counted something down with a, with a slogan from, uh, from Steve Adazio. Was that enough? Personally speaking, I think it was just enough, but there's more that you can do. There's more that Boston College can do. I think the video that they shot of the bus leaving to go to uh, to go get the players onto the bus was great. But there's ways to mask it, and there's ways to make it look slightly more crowded, slightly more in-depth than it is. And, and this is what I'm getting at. When you watch on TV the return of a football team from their playoff defeat, from their playoff victory, fans are waiting to meet them at the airport, Fans are waiting to meet them at the stadium. The fans are stopping and they're beeping their horn. They did a very good job with the bus to say Pinstripe Bowl, we are BC, to head down to, to uh, I, I believe, that I don't think they flew. I think they drove down to New York City. It wouldn't make sense to fly, at least. One of the things that I know I would like to see out of Boston College is to implement more of that. The, the farewells, the welcome backs, uh, you can do that by making it look good. And what I mean by that is you do something with the students. You host a rally. They ha I know they had a homecoming pep rally. I know they had homecoming. But you put a, implement rallies. You implement ways of getting the players to high-five the students. I know that they do it two hours before the game with uh, the Eagle Walk. What about having a, a modified Eagle Walk with the players outside of Connie Forum uh, walking or have the pickup be in the dorms, in the area of the dorms, so that they're not walking out, just getting on a bus and leaving. 
for a player standpoint and from a recruiting standpoint, if you can get the bus there and you can generate a crowd of students outside Connie Forum or up in the dorms or, or wherever that they're going to be picked up, you can make them, make them come out, slap and high fives. It's something that really works. From a recruit standpoint, they'll see that, they'll love it. From a player's standpoint, they'll see it, they'll love it. From a fan standpoint, you get to high-five the players. You, those are your classmates. Those are your friends. And it creates that level of interactivity. That's one thing I know I would bring forward is, is to really highlight the road games. Uh, you, you've done a lot to highlight the home games, but keep the football games in the, front, in the forefront. Keep the football team in the forefront so that when you're playing four home games in September, but you're only playing one in November, but you still have a three-game schedule – It's there, and the players are there, and they're very visible, and all of this is uh, is played out in front of a camera. That's number one. Number two, one thing that I know I have have seen done and I would like to see done is, uh, and I'm not saying it's not done, is more of a community presence at the stadium. You know, the the community in terms of Boston College – we have a problem with the way the fans react at the stadium. You have a problem with uh, Whale Pants McGee, who sits in the front row uh, or in the lower section, not standing up and cheering and yelling at you when you block his view. Change the way that works. Change the way that you can you know, build the stadium or build the sections. You know, designate a section for young alumni that they can congregate together, that all of that that extends from the student section so that the young alumni can still show up wearing their super fan shirt and it pushes the gold, if you will, into another section. So if you're talking about that, you have the the corner where all the the students are and they extend out to the 50-yard line. And I understand that this now pushes older alumni and, and people who are willing to spend that money over to another section, but take away a couple of rows And slowly but surely, you'll see that start to extend. Cater to your young alumni. And I understand that the people who spend more money, the buku bucks, if you will, are the people who sit in the lower bowl. I understand that putting those people in the lower bowl, if they can get into that lower bowl, that, you know, that's money. That's guaranteed money. And young alumni might not have that same money that those people have. But identify that there's a problem with your crowd and fix it. The crowd needs to be up. You do not need your upper deck sections to be loud. You really don't. The TV doesn't look. TV, it, you don't play out on television with an upper deck crowd. You play out with a lower deck crowd. If your lower deck crowd is, is late to arrive, if your lower deck crowd is non-existent, or if your lower deck crowd isn't loud, that does not play well on television. Cater to your young alumni. Find a way to do that. Find a way to make a tailgate section in your parking lot that I understand there's a young alumni tailgate pass. If it's not going to be Shea Field because of the wristbands, make it a parking lot. Find a parking lot. Find some area that you can do that for your fans. Now, again, it gets into what I was saying that I don't want to talk about tailgate and I don't want to talk about expanding the tailgate, changing the tailgate hours, changing this, doing that. But Use the sections that you have and create an atmosphere of community amongst your players, amongst your fans, rather. That is something that is sorely lacking. I know that when I go to other areas, 
when I go to other games, I would tailgate next to the same people. Apply that. Apply that knowledge. Apply that whole community atmosphere, and it will work. Now, again, is there a way to implement that? You know, you could do market research. I don't know. That's my suggestion. That's my suggestion of a fix. 646-200-0446. We're talking about Brad Bates meeting with the football town hall on Saturday before the, the basketball game against Wake Forest. Meeting uh, in the afternoon, as I mentioned before that game, at the Power Gym. Clearly, there's a lot of opinions. It's been sold out in less than 48 hours of all of the season ticket holders who would like to go and voice their opinion. Uh, my name is Dan Rubin. We're, we're talking it here. I was supposed to have been joined by Coach. Coach is uh, is off with some, dealing with some personal matters. Uh, but, you know, hey, we are here and we're talking about Boston College football in particular. But are there other problems with Boston College? You bet you they are. Yeah, I, I almost, almost said a bad word there. You bet your ass there are. I'll just go right for it. There are problems with Boston College athletics. There are major problems with athletics. There's major problems across the board. There's a problem with basketball. There's a problem with hockey. Those are your two of your three most marketable sports. At the end of the day, football is going to draw. As long as they're successful, football is going to draw. Football is going to be successful. Football is going to be crowded. Football is going to get people to go. Football is going to be on TV. College football is too big for Boston College to not be in that position. They're going to always kind of be in that position because they're in the ACC. They're always going to get people to go see them play Florida State. They're always going to get people to see them play, uh, you know, uh, uh, Clemson. They, uh, granted, half those people are going to be from Clemson, but you're always going to have that. And as long as Steve Adagio continues on his path and on his road, it's going to grow, and, th- and the atmosphere will come back. That's my point there. Basketball and hockey have a real problem, a fundamental problem that strictly success might not fix. Basketball has a problem with when their games are and the fact that nobody goes to them. Well, there's an even bigger problem with the fact that nobody goes to them because, quite honestly, why would anybody go to a basketball game? The team is uninspiring, and the team is not that good. Well, if we're talking about a bad basketball team, people might still care. I guarantee you, if Boston College hockey lost 20 games, people would care that they lost 20 games. The problem is that Boston College basketball can lose 18 or 19 games, and nobody cares. And, and, and that's a major issue that's facing this team. Right now, if they got up to a 10-15 win season, I'm not sure they'd be able to sell more seats. If they got up to a 17-18 game se- win season, I'm not sure they'd be able to sell midweek seats. It's something that Brad Bates has to fix because the excitement from football does not spill over into the winter season. The excitement at the end of the football season, it felt like football and then athletics ended. Um, We've been going on with basketball. Basketball and hockey are starting to pick back up again in the public eye. But you had that month lull, that lull at the end of of November and, and in the month of December when you were getting ready for the pinstripe bowl, but you weren't getting ready for hockey and you weren't getting ready for basketball. And the part of it was that the exam break game and part of it was that the, uh, that, you know, that, that, that hockey was up at Dartmouth and, and basketball was playing either at home with no students or, or yada, yada. 
But look at January. All right, let, let, let's pull up some of the basketball attendances when students came back. And, and, and I'm in the process of pulling it up, so please bear with me for a second. The basketball attendance in January when they hosted Harvard. Now, I understand Harvard, not the best opponent probably, but they're, they're not on par with a Syracuse and they're not on par with a uh, – you know, with a um, with a Duke by any means. Harvard, though, is a Massachusetts school, and if you're trying to forge rivalries, you get those rivalries from you know playing the local teams and, and playing teams like Harvard. Harvard, U, the UMass BC rivalry was great. The problem is when you look at the attendance and, and weather, obviously playing a role in it as well. But when you look at the attendance on those games. It wasn't there. I remember watching the Louisville game and thinking how empty the arena was. And you know what? Part of that is the weather, but that's an easy cop-out. Part of it is that Boston College, you know, the attendance was listed 5,000 people. But, you know, think of the think of the different crowds that you've seen at Connie Forum. Think of the lack of students behind the baskets or the fact that they were spread out around, you know, whatever it is. The weather shouldn't matter. It, you know, you get three. There shouldn't be a reason why you have quote thirty five hundred people for a Harvard game. Harvard should be able to sell out. It, it's a local team, even if they're bringing in theirs. You don't see the problem with attendance problems when BU comes for for hockey. But you look at some of the other games. The student section we've talked about at length on the, on our blog at bcinterruption dot com. The, the student section for hockey just flat out isn't there. Now, what do we do to bring back the atmosphere? Well, for starters. You get the band into it. You get the band into it in a big way, and you get the students into it in a big way. At hockey, and this is something I think Joe might have touched upon with his blog, you neutered the student section by taking away their their chance. You need to give them back their chance. You need to let them tell a goalie that he sucks. You need to let them say it's all your fault. You need to let them chant three blind mice at the goalie, even, at the refs, even though there's four of them now. You need to be able to get that fun you know, hockey traditionalist thing. There's a hell of a lot worse of chance that happen out in the Western schools when it comes to hockey. There's a hell of a lot worse chance that happen in the ACC when it comes to basketball. The fact remains is that your students aren't engaged. If your students aren't engaged, your fans aren't engaged. If your fans aren't engaged, you have no fans. And right now, at basketball and at hockey, I feel that there is an issue with, the, with fan engagement. Quite honestly, at this point, Boston College needs to fix that, and that's something I would bring to Brad Bates on Saturday. What are you going to do to increase fan engagement? Well, like I said, I don't want to bring forward a problem without bringing forward a solution. Here's my solution for basketball. You know, you look at the other schools, and you draw from it. Number one, and this is plain old market research you can do, Arizona State, the curtain of distraction. The school got 100% behind it to the point that the curtain of distraction became really a thing at Arizona State. And now, you know, the section of students, they take time. It's a huge planning thing. And the curtain of distraction is awesome. Uh, They open up at what happens is when a team is shooting free throws down by the Arizona State uh, bucket where the student section is, which I think is normally in the second half. 
Every time the guy goes, they open up the curtain, which is right underneath the basket, right behind the bucket, right in his line of vision. And what are they doing? They're dancing. You get a guy with a mule head. You get a guy dressed as a Tinkerbell fairy. You get a guy dressed as a a unicorn riding a bull. Whatever it is, they do it, and it works. It it actually has an impact on the game. Now, I see that, and I think that's great. I also look at Boston College and think they would probably come up with something and and say, oh, we can't do that because that takes away from the stuff on the court. No! you got to go – you know, whale pants is going to sit there and say that's terrible dude, or whatever it is or our students are acting like fools or they're acting stupid. No, students are acting like students. Let them act like students. Encourage it. You know, personally speaking, in high school, at a Catholic high school that was very good in, in basketball, I really used to sing church hymns you know, when the other team would be uh, – would be up at, up at the ba- up at the free throw line, and you'd be sitting there singing hymns. It was hilarious. It made everybody laugh. It made it, it made the people on the court really screw up once they heard it. Find something that you can make your own at Boston College. You get the curtain of distraction. You get the Cameron crazies. You get the Dean Dome down at UNC. You get uh, uh the the pit out in New Mexico. Uh, you know you you there's different things at different arenas. That that schools can make their own. If you're looking at basketball and you're looking at Connie Forum, fix it. Let the students show their creativity. Let the students come up with something. You know, sponsor a student group or something that can get them in to do it, or 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 employ a student group. You know, you have all these uh, people who are supposed to be working as greeters or something like that. You know, put them on it and uh, and create that link. Hockey's a different story. Hockey, we have talked about hockey. I'm actually going to defer to everything that Joe said in his uh, in his uh, in his column and go from there. Now, am I am I coming across a little bit with a get off my lawn approach? Uh, maybe actually to the older crowd, I am, and I realize that it's risky anytime you want to engage that older crowd because there is a major disconnect between the older crowd at Boston College athletic events and the students. And when you're engaging these people on Saturday, keep that in mind. Because if you alienate your students too badly and you alienate your young alumni too badly, you're going to ruin whatever alumni atmosphere you have. 646-200-0446. If I'm rambling incoherently, call in and tell me. 646-200-0446. We're talking about Brad Bates meeting on Saturday with the Boston College season ticket holders. It is going to be football-based on Saturday, but it's interesting. It's very interesting. Brad Bates chose the forum to be before the final basketball game of the season. 2 p.m. tip-off, Wake Forest at home. You know all those alumni hopefully are going to go over, and so, or all those season ticket holders are going to go over and sit and watch Jim Christian coach and watch those Boston College Eagles wind out their season before they head to the ACC tournament, hopefully winners of three in a row. That's an interesting point that, is in, that I just bring up. That is a very interesting thing that Brad Bates is doing. He is engaging football, which is the mechanism by which all athletics run, to spill over and try to get that support over to basketball. It's a very interesting thing that he's doing. It's a very risky thing because anytime you get a big crowd, anytime you open up the crowd – uh, you run the risk of, 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 A, getting blown out and having them never come back, 
or B, having them walk over and leave, or C, having them not walk over at all? So what do we do, folks? What do we do when it comes to Boston College Athletics? Well, I've given a couple of suggestions. My suggestions might be off the wall. They might be radical. There are, As I mentioned, there are things we can control. There are things we cannot control. Part of what we can control is the, the whole aspect of BC and its alumni, and we can control the message that the season ticket holders want to send to Brad Bates. Some of the things we cannot control are the reaction of the athletic department. Now, this is where we need to hope that they listen and hope that they they do have a master plan. I understand, and, and I'm not disputing the fact that the, the, the strategic plan, that strat plan, it's not here. I don't understand what the big deal about it is. I understand that people want a direction, but if he's having this meeting, he's giving you a direction. He's going to come up with little things. I don't. I never understood people's obsession with the strat plan. The other thing we can't control is what they do in terms of the stadium. Look, they they've renovated parts of Alumni Stadium. They've renovated with all of the different aspects of uh, the uh, uh, of not only the stadium. But the uh, the the fan experience, the healthier food options, they really brought it out from underneath in the guts of the stadium and brought everything up. Whether it was the food, whether it was the the video board, whether it was interactivity with Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat and social media, BC is doing it. The reason why they're having this meeting is because they have maxed all of those out. You can't go back and change the video boards again. I mean, realistically, you, you can only do so much with that. At that point, that ship has sailed. You can only renovate so much of the stadium before it increases your ticket prices, which are already increasing as it is. I, I don't know if they did for this year, but ticket prices now are a lot different than they were 10 years ago. You know, the, you can only do so much construction until your ticket prices go up. Now, if anyone wants to slap the... Oh, well, we, you know, we got this amount of money sitting on the school. No, just no. The the, the part of, of this that I'm getting at is they can only do so much. They can only renovate so many of those uh, to get healthy food options. Before, if you look at it, the cost effectiveness. If people clamor and ask for food options and don't buy them, why would they do renovate that? I understand the, the, the sesame seed pretzel that we always joke about. We've got to get rid of those things and get salted pretzels, and that's, that's just a whole other thing. But if you're looking at, you know, we wanted salads, and we wanted hand-carved sandwiches, and we wanted sushi, and we want, and then nobody actually bought it, why would they do it if you ask for it? If you're asked for it, you've got to come up and, and do it yourself with them. If you want them to change the way that they handle the tailgate, then you need to tell them, and then you need to support the decision. The decision that gets made will be X, Y, and Z. The support can then not sit there and complain. If they're trying, you know, that's the one thing I'll say about the wristbands. All right, the wristbands, they made a decision to go with, and the wristbands were a fundamental disaster. 
unmitigated disaster. They were terrible. But they had to do something because somebody somewhere probably told them that Shea Field was overcrowded, that people were just wandering through, that people were jumping over a gate, that things were out of control with people wandering in and out of Shea Field. People weren't getting in. It, you know, Somebody somewhere had to have said something. Brad Bates would not have just looked at Shea Field and said, well, nobody's complaining about it, so let me fix it. Somebody had to have complained about it. Somebody had to have said something. Some study must have been done. And it's internal. They're never going to tell us about it. So they go in and they fix it. And they made a mistake. The wristbands were a disaster. The wristbands were a mistake. So show up on Saturday and ask them, what are they going to do to fix it? What are they going to do to make the wristband idea better? What are they going to do to make crowd control easier, flow simpler, what study are they going to do? Are they going to hire anybody? Are they going to create a project plan? These are the questions we need to be answering, not answer or asking. We shouldn't be sitting here just saying, well, it sucks and they suck and this sucks and this is terrible. We need to be asking, how is it going to get fixed? Why is it going to get fixed? Why are people talking like this? Have you had any interaction with people that are like this? If you have not, what are you doing to reach out to that staple of people? How are you doing? What are the different avenues besides one town hall meeting? Are they supposed to write in? Are they supposed to tweet? Are they supposed to you know, in, invest in social media, different things? What is it that you want them to do to get back to you? And then when you make the complaint, when they try fixing it, instead of throwing your hands up and telling them how badly they suck, you should just be saying, that's not working. You need to fix it, but it's a disaster. But at the same time, he's trying to make it better. That's my point. 646-200-0446. Again, had planned on talking about these problems with Coach. Uh, unfortunately, Coach is not here, so the show's a little bit weirder than, than expected. Uh, the show is a little bit in terms of uh, you're just going to hear me ramble on for 40 minutes. Um, unfortunately, as, as I mentioned, that's not something that we all intended on, but, you know, feel free to weigh in. Um, if, if you don't call in, feel free to weigh in on Twitter, tweet at BC interruption and uh, tweet as well at me, Dan Rubin 12 also weigh in on BC interruption.com weigh in on our Facebook page. Uh, if you have any thoughts on how, on what should be mentioned, please bring it up. And again, it's not something that you can go in and you can't say, well, what are you doing to get us Power 5 conference members? Because that's something you know they have to be doing. And that's something that they're doing the best that they can on. Originally, the complaint was we're not playing enough home games. So they gave us home games. We didn't like the home games. Well, now they're not good enough. So what is the move that we have for Boston College at this point? Again, you can't go into this meeting on Saturday and just blame the schedule. You can't go in on Saturday and blame the offensive coordinator. God knows it's probably his fault. You can't go in on Saturday, and you just can't blame everybody for something that they're trying to make better. You have to give them the benefit of the doubt. Think back three years ago when he took over. Think back when Gene DiFilippo left. The bad vibration isn't as bad as it was, but it can be better. Now, you compare to other areas in terms of football – in terms of other fan experiences across the region, okay? And I come back to drawing, if I want to talk about basketball, drawing from the uh, the curtain of distraction. 
what is it that you want to uh, to see? Well, let's look around uh, with the different excuse me with different areas of the uh, of college ba- of college football. You know, UMass has a great setup down at Gillette. Unfortunately, they have a terrible football team and nobody cares about them. But they have a good setup. They have a a stadium which is state of the art. They have use of the video boards, they have use of the sound, use of all the, of all the stuff at Gillette to an extent. Because I as I mentioned last year when Boston College was there, I felt like UMass had been shackled by the Kraft family in terms of how they could utilize Gillette. So if you're looking at it, look at what they have of running out of the tunnel. We get that. But what is it that we get at Boston College since we have total control that we can apply from that fan experience? Um, is it, you know, I, I mentioned this before, UMass runs out with a Commonwealth of Massachusetts flag. Do you run out with a city of Boston flag? Everybody seems to run out with flags. Run out with a Massachusetts state flag. Run out with a city of Boston flag. You know, make a symbol. Have a symbol. Do you inflate a, uh, an eagle head to come running out of the tunnel with? You know, I know we get the fireworks, I know we get the flames, but you know what? The Patriots have all that, and they run out of a gigantic Patriots helmet. Uh, do you employ something like that? I understand that we get uh, that we get the you know they they play the opponent's fight song and all that, but when the opponent comes running out, do you do something like the professional sports do? Uh, professional sports tend to say, um, you know, they'll say something along the lines of. Please welcome to the field the visiting coach Rex Ryan and the New York Jets or whatever it is. And when they come running out, they're getting booed. And then you get your video board and your team comes running out. You know, work them into a lather so that they're not running across the same way. You know, are these different things that we can do? These are all just suggestions that I'm throwing out there. Um, in terms of, of social media, increase the, the presence how do you increase the presence? Well, you do that the way you've been doing it. Actually, I just got a tweet at me. Uh, you know, what do you think of the Photoshop flyers? Are they meaningful or are they tacky? Keep utilizing them. I, I you know, for a recruit standpoint, that's now the norm. I, I believe that is the norm of uh, of sending recruits a flyer that says, uh, you know, hey, this is you on the cover of Sports Illustrated wearing a Boston. You know, you're going to be here with Boston College or or some of the flyers that they do um, or, or all of that stuff. The world of recruiting and the world of, of fan interaction is no longer a stat booklet. Uh, that's the one thing that I've noticed. Sports information and, and the concept of sports information and recruiting has altered with the advent of more social media. Uh, they use a lot of, of Photoshop. And Boston College is very cutting edge like this. Uh, Mark Majewski, who is, the, uh, who is the, the sports information director in charge of, uh, of hockey, is a wizard. When it comes to Photoshop and with the graphics, so if you're looking at, you know, photoshopping things for recruits, stay on the cutting edge of all of that. Stay on the, uh, you know, find out new ways to do it. Is it now more interactive in terms of you send them a video and it's a clip, you know, a, a, a Windows Media clip of them superimposed running out of the tunnel with the rest of the team? You know, is that the next step? These are all the things that Boston College should also be doing with their fans. You know, hyper interactivity is not a bad thing. 
because it makes you part of something. It makes you envision yourself there. The old way of doing it, of, of handing you a, a, a program at the, at the door with a roster, is not the way that, that this works anymore. And, uh, you know, Photoshop, or not necessarily Photoshop, but, you know, the video boards, just watching a team come running out of the tunnel and watch football game is not the case anymore. There needs to be interactivity. For recruits, they need to see that as well. Um, I think back to, to different ways that other sports do it. Again, I come back to other teams. When you're looking for somebody and you're looking for a uh, and you're looking at all of these different aspects of sports and you're looking at all the different things that they do, how do they get the fans engaged? Well, they put stuff on the video board, they do the starting lineups, they announce guys' names. You know, they want people to feel that way. In terms of recruitment, um, I'm not sure if you can do it legally, but if you can, if you've got a good crop of recruits coming in and you want them to know what it's like to come running out of a tunnel in front of the students, put the students in there. Put the students in the uh, – in the st- and again, I don't know that this is legal by NCAA standards, so if this isn't legal, don't do this. But put the students in the crowd. Have them come running out of – walking out of a tunnel as they announce, you know, at wideout, number 82 – Joe Rogers or whoever it is that you're recruiting and he comes and he comes walking out of that tunnel and the students are there to meet him. Um, you know, that is uh, can you do that? Well, I don't know. If you can't do it, don't do it. If you can do it, do it. Level of interactivity. 646 200 I'm rambling on. Let's hear what you have to say. If you don't want to call in, tweet at me. Like I said, I got a couple of tweets already. Thanks to uh, thanks to my buddy Pat Patrick Feeney for uh, for giving me that last tweet of, of getting me going off on the on the rails. Tweet at me at Dan Rubin twelve. Tweet at BC Interruption if you've got questions. Hopefully, Brad Bates can have the answers. Uh, he will be meeting on Saturday. If you're going to the meeting. What would you say? What are you going to say? Are you going to get up? Are you going to talk? Are you just going for the sake of interest? Uh, you know, it's there, there is rising interest in Boston College football. Why? Why? Why is there rising interest? Why are we taking such a, a vested interest? Because we know that this team is going, excuse me, is going places. We know that this team is going onward and we know that this team is going to rise and when all the people get there we want to show them that we were here when they were bad we want them to know that this is why we want you here you're going to see you're going to see those visuals you're going to see those fans and we're going to want you there with us from the beginning uh, or from when we were there from the beginning and that's what we're going to get across to them how do you get those things implemented you talk to Brad Bates on Saturday. You talk to Boston College other fans. You weigh in on Twitter, at BC Athletics, at BC Brad Bates. You do it in a classy way. You email them and you say, look, I really appreciate all that the athletic department has done. This is what I would like to see. You don't just sit there and call the guy a schmuck. You don't just sit the guy there and call the guy useless. You don't sit there and you call the guy, you're terrible at getting this job done. Your coaches are terrible. Your players are terrible. You do it by sitting back and saying, I care about Boston College, and this is what I want to see. Boston College Athletics is the major New England institution for athletics. It's the only big-time Division I school in New England. That's right, UConn, the only one. 
It's the only big-time Division I school in the Northeast. It's bigger than Syracuse. It's bigger and more successful than Rutgers. It is the only Division I FBS school with the tradition of having that Heisman Trophy winner of Doug Flutie, of having Matt Ryan, of having B.J. Raji. Bring those guys back. You know, we see them on the uh, we see them on the video board. What about instead of just introducing them in the north end zone, set up a meet and greet in the uh, in in the plex. Have people go into the plex, be able to take their picture, sign an autograph or two with guys like Glenn Foley, like guys with uh, with, with with Pete Mitchell, like guys like Damian Woody, who's now who, who is a retired football player. Bring back these guys who have uh, been so good in the 90s, in the 80s, even back into the 70s. Bring them back, and instead of just introducing them, we don't want to just clap for them. We want to meet them. We want to shake their hands. We want to take their pictures. We want to take pictures with them. So put that up in the plex. You know what? You could probably charge admission to it, too, if you really wanted to. Just kidding, guys. But you know what? These are all things. These are all suggestions that can be put out there for Boston College Athletics. Like I said, we had a show planned tonight of about an hour and a half. It's probably going to last about half that. Why is it going to last about half that? Well, because my co-host isn't here, but that's fine. So we invite you to weigh in on social media, weigh in at bcinterruption.com. Weigh in by, with, with your emails, with all of that. We'll post on this stuff as it gets closer, and we'll post on, what, on the outcomes of it. We'll have feedback. You know, One of the things that I know people always say is, Get Brad Bates on the radio show. I tell you what, I don't know if Brad Bates is listening. I would love to have Brad Bates on this radio show, and I would love to ask him a few questions, town hall style, not even open it up for phone calls. I would love to have an interview and talk to him about the plans for Boston College Athletics. I think this athletics department is great. I think that it's going to a lot of great pieces, and I think that it's going to the next level. We will be on the national radar, and we will be there together as fans with the players. That level of interactivity will exist. That doesn't mean tweet at recruits. Do not tweet at recruits. Do not ever talk to a recruit, period, end of story. There's my addendum to it. But, you know, get it out there. Talk to them. You know, that, uh, you know not the tweet at them or, or anything like that. You know, don't don't be an armchair analyst and tell them how badly they suck when they shank a field goal. But you know what? Get behind the the team and say, you know, these are our guys. We're their fans. We support them, and they perform for us. It will draw other people in, and it will make this athletic department extremely successful. Well, hey. Like I said, I'm going to cut this short because I've been doing this so long. I've been ranting for 45 minutes. I'm going to end this show a a little bit earlier than than I anticipated, but I do really hope that all of you will weigh in, will listen to this, will come up with some ideas. I got some crazy ideas. I've always had some crazy ideas, and I will be willing to talk about those ideas with anybody who is willing to weigh in on them with me. So we'll talk on the boards. And, hey, we'll have a couple more shows about this. I guarantee you that. So feel free to tune in next week. I have a feeling we'll have a show. I know it'll be upcoming onto the, uh, the quarterfinals of, uh, uh, of Hockey East playoffs. We may have an Eastern Bias takeover. For those of you who are unfamiliar, Eastern Bias is the uh, Hockey East 
podcast hosted by our very own Joe Gravelese. Um, he hosts it with a BU guy, Shep. So I'm sure they'll have – hopefully have a live show. If not, I know they'll have a podcast with a couple of interviews along the way. We may be talking ACC tournament in terms of uh, of basketball. Uh, Boston College heading in as the 13 seed. 14 teams, not 15, make it. That's right. Syracuse is out for obvious reasons. Uh, but, you know, hey, weigh in. As I mentioned, send your emails to the athletic department. Talk to us. Weigh in on social media. And uh, you know what? Hey – let us know what we could do to make this show better if, uh, if, if, you're, if you're willing to. Uh, we're willing to listen if you're willing to talk. Well, till then, folks, uh, like I said, I'm going to get out of here because uh, we cut the show a little short just simply for, for obvious reasons. Uh, but as I mentioned, tune in. I'm sure we'll have something next week. We'll announce it either on Twitter or via the BC Interruption blog, so please keep your eyes peeled for that. Until then, folks, my name is Dan Rubin, and uh, I thank you for all tuning in. And uh, until then, folks, have a great rest of your week. And as always, go Eagles.